This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. Up next, are our tourist attractions clean enough? So this comes from um, a call from the local government and development minister Nga Koming uh, because early last month he made visits to several tourist spots in KL um, and essentially called on local authorities to focus on public cleanliness. Uh, He said that all parties should remember that cleanliness in a conducive environment was very important for the development of our tourism industry and in particular for people's well-being. So uh, he said this after doing a walkabout at Pataling Street, but he also referenced places like Jalan Ampang, KLCC, uh, Bukit Bintang Walk, Jalan Tuan Ku Abdul Rahman, Medan Pasar, Dataran Merdeka. Um, and so, I mean, certainly places that are very high in terms of foot traffic, in terms of tourist attractions. And I think perhaps not a coincidence that also places that most of us would remember um, having been at and perhaps not having uh, the best opinion in terms of what public cleanliness might be. Um, And I think this is quite an interesting one to talk about because it really depends what we what we want uh, to convey, right, when people see the country for the first time. Because on the one hand, we have the things like the KLCC towers or glittering shopping malls. But on the other hand, if the streets surrounding those areas are messy or um, filled with litter, um, I don't know whether that necessarily lines up in terms of making us an attractive tourist destination. Uh, So quite predictably, the Malaysian Association of Tour and Travel Agents, uh, or MATA, supported this call from the minister, the Kuala Lumpur. Chairman Sheikh Awad Sheikh Abdullah said that the country's reputation risks being tarnished if we don't take care of cleanliness and the environment. And he said that incoming tourists may reconsider coming to visit us if uh, better quality of service and cleanliness was not provided. He also said that other than tourist spots, public facilities should also be well maintained, uh, whether for tourists or for Malaysians. And he talked about how places like shopping malls, parks, roads and public toilets should be clean at all times. Um, I think that there is a lot here in terms of the push factor in terms of why we want to keep our public facilities clean. Because every time we do shows on things like littering or clean toilets, um, there are so many messages and complaints about the dismal state of affairs. But this, in a way, is a clear um This, in a way, is a clear way of gauging how it might impact our economic potential, because if dirty tourist attractions are preventing tourists from uh, coming or putting tourists off or might be going off and talking about our tourist attractions in a particular way, uh, then this will actually result in, I suppose, a a lower... a lower sense of being attracted to coming to places like Kuala Lumpur. And that would be quite sad, I think, especially when maintaining public cleanliness and standards of hygiene, of environment, is something that benefits not just tourists, but us. Um, And so we would like to hear from you. Are our tourist attractions clean enough? 
You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, if you'd like to name and shame, tell us about areas that are doing well or not doing so well. You can do that as well. Uh, we will be speaking after this to Jane Rye, who is a guide with Free Walk Kuala Lumpur. Uh, so keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. Become fabulous millionaires, BFM. 89.9. It's 7.12. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and we're talking about whether our tourist attractions are clean enough. So do weigh in. Uh, what is your opinion? What are some places that perhaps could do with a little bit uh, more of a facelift? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're now joined by Jane Rye, who is a guide from Free Walk Kuala Lumpur. They organize walking tours in downtown KL. Jane, thanks for speaking with us today. Now, to kick things off, how would you rate the cleanliness and maintenance of our city and its tourist spots? I'm generally quite happy with the uh, overall uh, cleanliness and the general appearance of the cleanliness of our city and, and its tourist spots. I mean, there are some places that uh, occasionally you see uh, piled up of uh, garbage. And I guess after a couple of hours a day, it will be taken away. But uh, generally, I'm very happy with the cleanliness and the overall maintenance at the tourist spots and average places. And for a bit of context, which areas do you cover with your guided walks? So on my guided walks for now, uh, we focus uh, in the areas of Chinatown and then the Labohampang area, uh, the Dataran Merdeka area, and places like Tunichesli. So it's quite a wide area on both sides of the Klang River, one on the east side of the river, one on the west side of the river. So these are the places that I frequent uh, there almost three times or four times a week uh, with with participants, uh, both local and international participants. So how much of a factor is cleanliness when it comes to designing the route and deciding where you want to take your visitors? Well, cleanliness of a property or premise, both inside, outside spaces are important uh, factors, uh, you know, in, in, uh, for us to uh, do the walks. Uh, we need to make sure, or rather I need to make sure that uh, that premise or the owner or the streets are always kept clean and maintained uh, to, so that people can walk safely. And, uh, and that it gives a good impression to our local visitors and also our international visitors. So, yes, it, it's, it's a very crucial point um, uh, for me uh, to make sure that the cleanliness is there, uh, the upkeep of the place is there, that there are no main, you know, there are not many potholes uh, in that area that could uh, be a bit hazardous, you know, uh, for the visitor safety. And not only that, but for my tour guides as well. Now, based on your observations, do you have a sense of how tourists perceive the cleanliness of the city? Oh, yes. I mean, when we engage uh, in conversation with our international guests uh, about what their perception is or uh, how, you know, what are the expectations 
And one of the often comments that I get is that, well, we, your city is really clean. You know, like we've gone to Bangkok, we've gone to Manila, and we've gone to some other countries. We find that the places that we have seen, they're generally quite impressed with the cleanliness. This is a comment that I have received many, many times. So it's a sense of assurance, you know, when they say that. It's amazing. So having said that, though, local government development minister Nga Koming has said that we might lose out to countries like Singapore if our standards of cleanliness doesn't improve. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, to some extent, I do resonate with the comment that uh, Minister Nga Koming made. And I think this is something that everybody, all the communities, everybody must uh, understand and have it in their mind that, you know, Cleanliness should be practiced both internally and externally from their home in the town. And whether we would lose out uh, to uh, a country like Singapore if we're not really clean, it may have a small impact, in my opinion. I, I, you know, I would not be able to uh, rationalize that in deep sense. But I guess we have to be conscious of making it clean. And I do agree with him that, you know, rightfully that, for him to remind us that, uh, you know, we better back up, we better keep our standards going. I mean, I have seen uh, the areas where I go for my tours, like Chinatown and the Dattaran Merdeka area. The last 30 years I've been doing walking tours in these areas. I have seen tremendous changes. And uh, of course, uh, in, in, the, in these areas, there is also a large population that's growing because of changes that are taking place. And the PNV 118 is creating an impact in uh, and changing the landscape of uh, Chinatown. More businesses are opening. There are more people coming. There's a larger traffic. So, you know, this will inevitably uh, add burden to uh, the, 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 the cleanliness of the area. But I think there is cleanliness in that area. You know, you may get an occasional rubbish dump being thrown around. And, and there must have been a reason for that to happen. That everybody, every civil society must know that there are rules and regulations about keeping things clean and not creating any hazard situation. And um, people must have the civic conscience to play their role. Uh, of course, the local authorities and the various associations who are involved, for example, the Pasar Malam, they may have associations involved who would then perhaps put a certain amount of rule or collect money. Uh, to do extra collection of rubbish. Uh, I think that kind of uh, arrangement should continue. Maybe it can be upgraded. Maybe it can be strengthened. But it all boils back again to the civil society. They know that they should keep it clean and they must have this moral obligation. And, you know, the city hall or even the local authorities can only do so much. And, and you can't have everybody keeping a watch on everybody's uh, backyard or street to see if uh, you, uh, you know, you've been a, a pest uh, and dirtying the area. So I, I always believe that um, everybody must have a heart to keep it clean. People must have some sense of aesthetic uh, appreciation. You know. Now, if you were to suggest places or even buildings that could do with upgrading uh, to enhance the experience of visitors, what would you highlight? Yeah, uh, one that comes to mind is some of these century-old buildings, the old British colonial buildings surrounding the Dataran Merdeka. Uh, these buildings 
Uh, not all of them are accessible to the public. And uh, often they're not. I get a visitor saying, you know, is it possible for us to go and look at the inner spaces of this building and just get the vibration of this area? And sometimes you, you say no because there, there is no possibility of going in. Uh, there are buildings around that area that are getting very dilapidated. There is no proper uh, upkeep of the building. You know, the compound is full of growth. Paints are coming out. Plants are just growing in a form of front. And you can see the, the layer of paint also peeling off. Um, and then malls are building on it. So it, it gets a little bit embarrassing at times because here you are, you're saying, well, this is a historic site and here are century-old buildings. And I really would like to see the care, the, the stakeholders, um, you know, really put some money aside to maintain this kind of building. Let that also be uh, one of their priorities. And this is something that I have personally spoken about, uh, the need to maintain these old buildings. And I've repeated this many times, you know, to the authorities. Uh, to people who I know who could be a voice. And this is something that you have to keep repeating and repeating and repeating. Uh, that's my experience, yeah. So I do like to see uh, the areas where the River of Life project is, uh, the proper maintenance, you know, keeping it clean. And then you can see some human feces around, people just throwing, you know, paperbacks and stuff like that. So it is tough. It can be quite tough. So the Dataran area, yes. In fact, there are places in Chinatown that is improving uh, a lot more, but there are one or two streets that there are uh, because of human habitation and a lot of traffic movement, a lot of F&B around that area. You have a tendency to see people throwing. I would like to see a lot more of garbage, big garbage uh, collection centers, dustbins, big ones, you know, that people can throw in. And sometimes you find it hard. You have to look for it. I, as a tour guide, I carry whatever rubbish I have. I put it in my bag. I have a special plastic container that I keep so that I can then dispose it in a proper area where there's proper receptacles. Let's go back to what you said earlier about it being our civic duty to keep public spaces clean. What would it take to develop that culture of cleanliness? I think the public needs to be reminded, number one, about keeping the city clean and how. So who's going to be reminding them? Who's going to be telling them? How do you dispose all your food at home? Uh, and how do you dispose it effectively? Maybe there could be a, a campaign to remind people from time to time. Um, simple, simple tips on how they should do it. Where should they throw their rubbish? Do they just put it in a newspaper and just dump it in a bag? Or how do they do it? So I think... This can be something that we can remind everybody, you know, smokers, they, 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 they find it hard to even put it into a little packet that they have or carry a little uh, container where they can dump it. But you don't see that after they finish the cigarette, they just throw it uh, anywhere. So some kind of social community engagement uh, work, some kind of advertisement somewhere, uh, announcement somewhere, you know, uh, a campaign somewhere, it should be ongoing just putting banners and saying keeping your city clean it doesn't cut it. I think there has to be a little bit more fun way of doing it. Or maybe give some people some incentive. Like, look, if your street is the cleanest, maybe we might give you a, an award for keeping the street clean, you know, um, to encourage people uh, how to do it. 
I mean, there are some people who do a great job and they get offended when their neighbors don't keep their place clean, you know. So they could also be the voice over. But my 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 suggestion would be, you know, why not think into, look into whether there is a necessity to do a campaign and spread that out, you know, on the media, you know, on TV and, and the local authorities can have more campaigns. Schools could be educated a bit more and... Uh, but I think it's the people who are doing businesses that needs to be uh, targeted. How do they collaborate? You know, what do they understand? Where are the garbage where they can throw? You know, and so I know that the Alam Flora is doing a great job. I mean, even in my area, they come and collect their rubbish twice a day, which is remarkable. And just to wrap up, what improvements do you think would actually make a difference in keeping our city clean? Yeah, well, there are many factors, you know, that goes into making uh, the walking tour experience neat. So the area where we, 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 we traverse, the area that we uh, cover, we make sure, number one, that, number one, the streets are aesthetically clean. They look clean. Two, uh, the traffic lights are functioning properly. And uh, there is sufficient uh, place for uh, the garbage bins to be kept easy for people to see. Um, so that's something that I would like to have every day because I'm there almost every other day. And uh, I think that should come naturally from everybody. And uh, you put some signboards here. And even if you were to tell people that, you know, if you throw rubbish, uh, there's going to be a fine. If we were to follow the model that Singapore has, will we, our Malaysians be very resistant to it? And Singapore has been very successful. I was there pretty recently. And uh, people are afraid to throw anything uh, anywhere, including the foreign uh, visitors. They seem to get the drift. They seem to know that they should not be there because the fines are so heavy and CCTVs are everywhere. So that form of deterrence has worked in, in that country, maybe because the scale of the country is not as large as ours. But I think we can, we can have stricter uh, policies and we need to have the enforcement. The enforcement is what needs to be uh, visible and you need to have proper manpower to make that enforcement work. So, yeah, I think on the whole, uh, as a tourist guide who, who goes on the street regularly, these are some of the things that I would like to see both from the local authorities and the community itself that lives within that area, you know. Um, for my part, of my part, I sometimes will make a call to the authority and I will alert them and say, look, you know, there's something here and uh, would there be any way this can be looked into? Yeah. But generally, Kuala Lumpur is a clean city. We've seen tremendous improvement. I mean, that can be, we can heighten that, you know, we can be a bit more squeaky clean, I guess, you know. Jane, thanks so much for your input. That was Jane Rai, a guide from Free Walk Kuala Lumpur. If you're keen to join a walking tour and see these clean streets through Jane's eyes, you can make a booking on their website. It's freewalkkualalumpurunscripted.com. Once again, that's freewalkkualalumpurunscripted.com. And keep your thoughts coming as well. Are our tourist attractions clean enough? You can call 77332900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. A number of thoughts coming in on um, perhaps 
quite predictably, toilets. Uh, so Lok says, I'm sure you've seen the video of a Japanese woman berating the wet and disgusting toilets here. Uh, we also have 1234 saying, local authorities should set, set standards and do spot checks on toilets of business premises um, that are open to the public. Uh, summons should be issued for unhygienic toilets, uh, similar to issuing summons for detecting mosquito larvae in residential houses. We need enforcement to make impact on um, in changing our dirty toilets. Well, to be fair, um, there has been that recent uh, ruling that that restaurants will need to have clean toilets to have their business licenses renewed. So uh, we'll, I, I guess it remains to be seen whether that might change. Um, we have Nini just making the point that the cleanliness of a place relies mostly on the dwellers in the area. And I think that's actually a really important point to make because um, there is a sense of civic consciousness that should exist. Um, and going back to that point about creating a culture of cleanliness as well, just to close off, though, on the plus side of things, Kwanwe says, I've got a friend from Mexico who remarked that KL is actually really clean. If you compare it to other cities, KL is very clean. The problem is mostly in the public toilets as well as dilapidated and under-maintained facilities. So, Kwanwe, that lines up with our guest uh, Jane Rye earlier as well, who said uh, that really we're not that bad, even though uh, we personally might think uh, we have a long way to go. I think... Um, Perhaps not so bad in comparison. Anyway, uh, keep those thoughts coming. You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us and keep it here, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.